and welcome back to the Yes Longevity Podcast, where we give you insight on how to get fit, feel younger, and live better. Hi, I'm Chris Board from Yes Fitness, doing this from my dining room. Obviously, most people know that we're going to be closed until at least May 20th. So everything's got to come from the house. We do get to the gym a few times and uh, to the coaching center to stream some classes, shoot some other video, but the podcast will be coming from here, from my home, for the next few weeks. So I want to thank you for taking the time to spend with me this afternoon. Uh, just a little bit of housekeeping. Again, we're closed at least until May 20th, so I uh, hope everybody's being safe, doing those precautionary measures that they're telling us to do. Uh, also, we will be uh, announcing our sweepstakes winners tomorrow. Uh, in an email, we would normally do something like that on Facebook. We do it live, but under today's circumstances, we're not going to be able to do that. So we're just going to have to make some phone calls, and then we will be announcing that. Uh, so it's pretty cool. So people are going to get six weeks of coaching for free with the opportunity to win uh, thousands of dollars and a membership to Yes Fitness for free for one full year. So that's pretty kind of exciting. That's what's going on with our sweepstakes. That should be happening uh, tomorrow we're going to announce our winners. And uh, hopefully we will be open. We will still be open in time to run a metabolism makeover um, contest. It's a challenge to get the biggest change in body composition percentage. They will win some money. Uh, hopefully we'll get them in tip-top shape before the 4th of July. Because once the 4th of July hits, all bets are off. We're not going to run any special programs other than we normally run over the summer because you typically cannot get enough people to participate because everybody's not enjoying themselves. Everybody's on vacation, they go to the Cape, whatever it may be. So uh, let's hope that we can get open and uh, everybody can be safe and we get this done for everybody before the 4th of July weekend. So if you saw on the topic in the headline today, uh, we are going to talk about protecting yourself from exercise. Because yes, exercise can be bad for you. What do I mean by protecting yourself from exercise? You need to protect your central nervous system before it hits the point of fatigue. Most of us, so many people, have a tendency to focus slowly on getting, uh, getting a workout and working really hard, smashing the workout, just get the job done. However, it will work in your favor if you start easing up a little bit in the long term, try not to smash yourself each time you work out. Not to try to go as hard as you can, as often as you can. And I'm going to explain why skipping your next training session might do wonders for restoring your central nervous system back to good health. Every gym goer, every exerciser, every athlete should take note of what I have to say today. I know it's frustrating trying to be patient, but it's the only way that you're truly going to meet your goals. I completely understand that skipping your next workout can come with a bunch of guilt. I've had it myself. There have been days where I've missed workouts and I feel guilty about that. I really shouldn't, okay? You're worried you're not going to hit your target. You're not going to hit your goals. You're not going to get that endorphin fix for the day if you don't get your workout in. However, there are times when skipping a gym might just be the best thing you can do to protect your body, especially when it comes to your central nervous system. Why is that? 
Well, let me explain first what the central nervous system does. It provides feedback from your brain to your body and vice versa from your body to your brain. When it has to actify and apply the forces necessary to exercise. This means that the central nervous system creates the instructions to perform a lunge, a dumbbell press, a jump squat, whatever the exercise might be, it creates that information. You need to protect your central nervous system because it is also responsible for the body's resetting itself after the load. If the central nervous system malfunctions due to stress overloads created by exercise, your body won't be able to reset. Critical parts of any exercise routine are rest and recovery, especially if you want to protect yourself from burnout and more importantly, injuries. Rest and recovery are often overlooked when we're working out. It's the last thing that people are thinking about. All they're focusing on is that workout and when the next workout is gonna be, be. But it's very important to know when it's the best time to break, take a break from your training and go home and maybe take a nap. There's little doubt that training hard helps relieve stress, releases endorphins, boosts your mood, and all the other benefits of exercise. It's all there. However, there are times when exercise can damage your body. A buildup of stress in your central nervous system can affect your ability to perform, to cope with external stresses and recovery. Next thing to happen is affects your overtraining and you start to overtrain it, and all that stuff starts to kick in, like fatigue, you become lethargic, you're irritable, you have chronic muscle soreness, you're gonna lose motivation to train, you're gonna lose your appetite, and there's more than that. Those are just a few of the things that are gonna happen when you overtrain, especially central nervous system. So, we need to protect your central nervous system before you train, before you start training, okay? The body is a well-oiled machine. Every part and system communicates with each other. They communicate in ways that scientists are still learning about. So don't think that your lower body is free from stress when you do an upper body exercise, and vice versa, an upper body exercise is free, you know, is free when you're doing your lower body exercise. People forget to protect this ability, and often they don't realize that it's how compensations are created in the body. Typically, when you hear the word fatigue, we either think of feeling tired, beat up, out of breath, and exhausted. However, there's other kinds of fatigue that can have even a bigger effect on your performance and your results. For example, just like your muscular system, when you work out and you get so sore you can't go up and down the stairs, your central nervous system is at risk for being overworked. Both things are happening, not just at the muscular system, but in the central nervous system. You need to protect your central nervous system. We just talked about that, how it, that creates the information and how it resets the body. Because this is what might be making you feel tired, weak, unmotivated to go to the gym, and you might even be sleepy. Overtraining is also pretty easy to do, even for those who are not athletes. Young, old, unfit athletes, fit athletes, it's easy to let the rest slide. You allow your training to become more important than your recovery, than your rest. If you neglect rest, recovery, for a long enough period of time, your central nervous system 
can keep you from achieving your goals and making you miserable. That's why this is so important. Who the heck needs to be more miserable than you are right now in this quarantine? The best way for you to protect yourself is you're feeling this way, okay? Is to take action by resting. If you're feeling any of those things, you feel like you're, you've just been training, 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 stop, rest, plan recovery right into your program. This way, you won't have the propensity to overtrain, which can happen often to many people. It has even happened to myself. I've never gotten to the point where I've experienced that type of fatigue, but there are times where I've just said to myself, you know what? You've trained five, six days in a row now, you've trained hard, you really need to take a break because I can see it in my performance. So what is central nervous system failure? First, to protect yourself from experiencing central nervous system fatigue, you need to understand what it is and how it happens. It's not a simple occurrence because your body is so complex. It's a sophisticated expression that happens with too much exercise, not enough recovery, and other stress factors. It typically happens over a long period of time, which means you must protect yourself from repetitive damage. Again, put it right into your program plan. Don't just have workouts, have a program set up so you know and understand that I'm gonna get from point A to point B, this is my plan, and rest and recovery needs to be in that plan. If you try working out intensely one day, and then you attempt putting the same intensity effort the next day, it's not gonna happen. Your effort, intensity, numbers, reps, whatever measure you're using will likely be less. This is a sure sign of central nervous system fatigue is in action, and it keeps happening. This is especially true if you're, you participate in long, intense training sessions over weeks and then you feel completely exhausted weeks later. You need to keep an eye out for this because you might be at risk for central nervous system fatigue. I know, am I crazy? People over-exercising, it happens all the time. Here's something you need to understand. The chemistry between your brain and the spinal cord are constantly changing. If you don't protect your body, when then overtraining can alter the sympathetic concentration of various neurotransmitters in the central nervous system. Who wants that? Ultimately, this may inhibit or alter the way your brain and spinal cord are communicating with each other. Consequently, your NH level may be hit, and so will your muscular performance. As a result, you're at risk for burnout, high risk for injury, for illness. You're just not gonna get results. So you can see it's more than just the muscles being tired and muscles being sore. The central nervous system is key in your performance and your results. Protect yourself from overtraining. Whether you're trying to lose weight, play a sport, reach a personal goal lifting, your goals are pointless if you're fighting central nervous system fatigue, okay? It's fatigue is almost not exclusive to, uh, it, it's fatigue is not exclusive to lead athletes. Anybody on a training program can experience overtraining. Usually this happens when there's an imbalance in any of one or more of these three factors, okay? Training recovery, how much time you're taking off from training, exercise, 
the exercise capacity, and stress tolerance. One or more of those things happening. You need to consider all factors of a training program when developing a plan. The frequency or how often you're gonna train, the duration of how long you're gonna train for, the volume, how much you're gonna do, the intensity of the training sessions. If any of these components are too excessive, they might be preventing your body from recovering and adapting. Research states that there are two major systems affecting in overtraining, the sympathetic and the parasympathetic nervous system. Depending on what you're experiencing, you'll be able to figure out an appropriate recovery program. So how will you know which one we're affecting? If you're doing a lot of anaerobic training, that's high intensity interval training. If you're just going hard day in and day out, okay? And you're starting to feel some of the effects we talked about, the par, the, pardon me, the sympathetic nervous system is what is being affected, okay? Obviously, your performance is taking a hit and you might also feel restless, find it hard to sleep. Weight loss. So you can train too hard and too much for weight loss. Weight loss might seem difficult. Your heart rate might spike and you won't be able to recover quick enough. What you need to do is, so you need to protect yourself by including parasympathetic recovery techniques into your routine. Like meditation, get massaged, get it regularly, get into a hot tub. You might even take a nap during the day. All this can make a difference. Try some active recovery methods like maybe some light intensity resistance training and avoid stimulants like caffeine. There are two sides to every coin. And the same is true for every symptom. You, the, you also get something known as parasympathetic overtraining. This is associated with high volumes of aerobic training, like running long distance constantly, or long workouts on cardio equipment. You get on that stair climber for, for hour every single day. Another reason why you're not losing weight if that's what you're trying to do. This means you need to focus on the sympathetic recovery techniques for your body to help protect it. So you want to take a look at some low intensity activity recovery options, and they're good choices. But it is better to heighten the effects by trying methods like electric muscle stimulation, cryotherapy, contrast baths, saunas, maybe a cold swim, all these things will help. Typically, if you're experiencing parasympathetic overtraining, you might be struggling with depression, uh, a decrease in heart rate, fatigue, and obviously a decrease in performance. This is the opposite of sympathetic overtraining, and you will have undis undis undisputed sleep. You'll want it. You'll have constant, you, your weight will be constant. Um, you have the capacity to recover well from normal training. So these are things you can look for to know which system you're overtraining and how to uh, attack it. So what are the best ways to protect central nervous system? Fatigue, right? Ultimately, your best bet is to know when to rest. Try scheduled training sessions based on how your body moves and try to get enough days between stresses, the same muscle groups, in those particular movement patterns. For example, don't do a hip hinge or a deadlift back-to-back -back workouts with no rest. After a long exercise program, usually between maybe four or 12 weeks, 
maybe a little bit longer, that means 12 weeks, take at least one week of a recovery week from everything intense and allow your body to completely recover. Coming out of a phase, you want to kind of do like a little bit of a deload at the beginning of that phase and work your way up gradually. Increase the intensity as it goes along. Be sure to get enough sleep between training sessions as this is the best way to let your central nervous system fully recover along with all the other benefits we know that go on in our body when we sleep. Seven to nine hours of sleep is mandatory for no matter what you're doing, whether it's sports or just to do your best work in life, to live long as well. Your diet is also important. You want to protect your body. This can prevent central nervous system fatigue from happening and allow for faster recovery. You know the better foods to eat. Come on, we're not going to get into that today. High-intensity workouts stimulate your central nervous system and require at least 48 hours to restore homeostasis. So if you're hammering it one day, you've got to give it 48 hours rest. This means you need a day or two dedicated to recovery or active recovery to reset. Therefore, you must highlight the importance of rest and recovery. Pop spacing between training sessions and, and monitor your loads. So there are ways where you can test yourself and your central nervous system to see if it is fatiguing. One of the best ways to protect your body is to do a test like this. It's one of the tests is to, accept, is to measure grip strength. Try measuring your grip strength with a series of prolonged, intense workouts to obtain a baseline measure. So you're going to do a workout, notice how, how good your grip strength is, right? And you want to keep ass assessing to see how your current grip compares to your optimal grip. Use kind of like a sliding grade scale. Like five means your grip is great, and as you work through your workout or your next workout, you work your way up or down that scale. At five, if it's, if it's still great, it's five, but if it starts to get down to four or three, you know you're starting to experience some central nervous system fatigue. Eventually, you will know, you'll notice that your grip strength will go down after intense workouts, which is expected. This is okay as long as it returns to your normal level before your next training session. If it doesn't, consider taking more rest, altering your training schedule, and focusing on lighter intensity activities. So I give you an idea that there have been times in my life where I was overtraining. Just recently in the past, probably two or three years ago, I was you know, hitting the weights hard a couple of days a week, and I was on the track doing hundreds, 200s, 400s, 300 yard shuttles for three or four days a week. And I noticed that I was not recovering. I would not be able to perform as well. During my runs, I would get tired quicker. I knew right then and there that, you know what? I was overtraining and I needed to do something and I needed to put some rest in. So if you get an idea what my training pattern is right now, and for some of those people who have been following me, they know that I am trying to train for the, the Connecticut Masters race, which very disappointingly, like a lot of things, it has been pushed off from May 16th all the way to October 17th now, which gives me six more months to prepare. The problem with that is, on that Saturday morning, I'll be landing from a red-eye flight from California, so I'm not sure that I'm gonna be able to train. But that's a little diversion there. I went and spoke with my mentor and we talked about what my training program should look like. So what I train now is Monday, I lift weights hard. Tuesday, I don't train at all. I might do a little recovery walk, but I don't train at all. 
Wednesday, I do some sprint work. Thursday, I lift weights again hard. On Friday, I don't do anything at all. Maybe a recovery walk at most. Saturday, I do more sprint work. Sunday, I do recovery work at about 65% of heart rate max. So you can see there's two days a week that I do nothing. I will do some walking because I want to make sure that I get enough activity in, especially being in quarantine. But that's kind of what I do. And that's what my program is. It's my program probably for, oh, since the beginning of this year. And it's great because I know when I get to my sprints, I feel great on those sprint days because I've had a day recovery before that from my, my heavy lifting two days before that. And uh, I can see a difference in my performance. I'm performing better, I'm performing great. So that's the idea. Make sure that if you have a plan written that you are putting rest and recovery into that plan. If you need help with a plan, we do remote coaching. You are welcome to contact me. We have a special going on right now for 30 days, 89 bucks. Get you on a remote coaching program. We can teach you and show you all the things you need to do to be able to break that fat loss plateau, maybe to break that uh, uh, PR lift, maybe just get in shape, maybe get up and down out of that chair better. So that's what I have for you today. I appreciate you taking the time to watch me. And um, everybody be safe and look for more tips on how to get fit, feel younger, and live, live better next Tuesday at 3.30. Thanks for watching. Hmm.